No playing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to D20 Dudes, the tabletop role-playing podcast where the die decides our topic. I am Dylan. My name's Molly. And today, Molly, we're going to be discussing something spooky. Spooky? For the spooky month of April. Ooh. Ooh, very spooky. When I think of April, I think of the spooks. Of course, it is the the month of April. <laughs> we are going to be talking about the players' responsibilities Ooh, and best practices that they should follow. Ooh. Ooh. So you're going to come for us now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, there, there is a lot of impetus on the game master uh, mm-hmm. during these games. It's it's seen a lot as like, hey, it's the game master, and they're going to be the one who makes sure that everyone has a good time. And if someone doesn't have the good time, it's the game master's fault. Oh, it's only the game master. They have to be the one to handle everything. Well, guess what? It's a little horseshit. Yeah, no, it's true. That, that's some bollocks, as the Brits would say. I know I'm guilty of not being a particularly good player all the time due to the ads. People, players have their issues. Everyone's going to come to the table with all of their baggage in one way or another. Uh, But in a lot of ways, it is, this is a group activity Mm -hmm. and it is up to the group to make sure it is a good time for the group. That's very true. Uh, the last time I was seriously playing, I was still in university, so I would be doing physics homework sometimes while we were playing. But it doesn't help that they would get into arguments with the DM about how to play certain parts, so I would just zone out. <laughs> hey, that's honestly a great launching point. Like, mm-hmm. if so, th- there are a lot of rules in a lot of games. Things can. Things can be a little bit muddy sometimes because of wording or what have you. But ultimately, like you can look into the rules and if the GM rules it a certain way, it doesn't matter what the book says. Like usually whenever the GM is making a ruling on things like that, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to have my way and things need to mm-hmm. be exactly like this. Or it's usually like we're in the midst of a game and I don't want to stop everything. Mm-hmm. to debate these rules. Like, we're here to play a game, so it's usually what they're doing to keep things moving in that moment. I know. Like, uh, it gets really frustrating when you're just kind of doing, like, a fairly normal either role-playing thing or they decide that they want to make a special weapon and instead of doing it, like, off-time, they do it during playtime or uh, they get in an argument with the DM about... Something uh, really asinine happening in an encounter. Uh, But if it's like a... I remember I was in one where someone's character died and they were using heroic points to try and figure out like if he died or if he was saved. I think that's a fair reason to argue for more than like a minute. But everything else, I'm just like, I feel like I just could take it out really easily. Yeah, ultimately, like... It's it's a game. You need to treat it like a game. Like sometimes mm-hmm. unfortunate things happen. I've even had times where like I've made a ruling and it's like we're going to do it this way. Uh, mm-hmm. And one of my players may bring up, well, like here's another passage or something that clarifies this rule. And I and usually what I will say is, okay, we're going to let what we did stand. 
but mm-hmm. going forward, we will adjust. Um, if, if you can have like an actual discussion with your GM mm-hmm. instead of arguing, like it, it's fine to like try and meet halfway on things, especially if the GM just doesn't understand something or is just overtly mm-hmm. doing something wrong. Although but, that could just be me interpreting them as arguing when they think it's a discussion. Whereas I just sit there going, this is pointless. Why are we doing this? And they're like, this is really important. And I'm like, are you sure about that? But again, just for like the sake of the game and keeping things moving, most of the time you usually want to let those things go. Like if it really does irk you, like figure out the solution Mm-hmm. after the fact unless it's something like if it is something that's like oh this is going to outright kill my character i don't get to play them anymore like in that mm-hmm. situation i can kind of understand like yeah people I get very attached right. to their characters yeah getting attached or like not wanting to spend the extra time to make like a new character when you already have one that you've like fleshed out and yeah it, it can it. be hard to let those go but mm-hmm. most most of the time it's usually like we need to make a ruling to get things moving again if it needs to be changed in the future, we'll change it in the future. But mm-hmm. don't don't pick fights with your GM. That's that's bad form. When I was GMing one time, I remember uh, two of my players got in an argument between themselves because they knew the rules better because I was still pretty new. But I was running a module, so all of the rules were basically directly in front of me, and they were arguing basically semantics. And it's... Uh, I think it pulls everyone out because it went on for like far longer than anything should have. And I, I think I was sick when I was DMing. So I couldn't actually speak up very much to uh, silence everyone, but Oh man. That's honestly another good point to cover. Like if people are new Mm -hmm. and you're not like if you know things very well, you, you've got them in and out like fine. It it can be helpful to have that experience and bring it to the table and mm-hmm. try and educate people like because everyone's new at the game at some point. Mm-hmm. Even if you read the book cover to cover, you're you're not going to be perfect at it. You're not going to remember every minute detail. Totally true. But like, don't don't be a dick about it. If it's a new player, you, you want to bring them in. You want to like help them along. You want to give them pushes in the right direction, especially if it's a new GM. GMing can be a very difficult thing because yeah. you've got a lot on your plate. I know. Even uh, if- especially like sometimes like when I was running a module, I was basically doing what the module says, but some of my players were upset about the things that were happening. And I, they were almost taking it personal when it isn't at all. <laughs> Which is honestly really funny from like someone talking about this is basically like reading a book. Why are you taking a book so personal? Yeah, and modules, you know, sometimes like even in a lot of modules, it will say like, yes, there are going to be rules that get bent or broken because Mm -hmm. of the way this like you got to let that go. You got to let the game run as the game is supposed to run. Mm -hmm. Because Um, otherwise you've just. You're just adding in like random things from like, I don't know, say like newer rule books where they have like extra special uh, like little bits and pieces. I'm not having a very good time with the examples, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, I've definitely been there. Like there are people who are just like they know the systems inside now and they really like they want to like, oh, we're going to use the newest, most updated rules, especially if you are a new GM. That's just a dick way to be. I'm like, I'm just trying... I'm just trying to figure out how this works in the first place. 
and this is not helping. You're just not only muddying my knowledge of how to run this, but also muddying like how the story is being told because DMing where Dungeons and Dragons is supposed to be about telling a story where people are participating. It isn't like playing a video game where there's hard rules that you always have to obey. And at times, GMs can break or bend rules of their own accord, and like they're mm-hmm. the GM. They mm-hmm. they are in control here, uh, at, at least from a theoretical standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, let let them tell the story. Like you don't want to let that happen too often, of course, because like oh, yeah. if a GM, no, then, then you've just created gigantic plot holes. Like if you're thinking yeah. of it in like a book sense, then it's just like not sustainable. Or I have met some GMs that are very. Uh, they make up their own rules, but they pretend it's the normal rules. And then it's just confusing because you can't tell what's house rules and what isn't at the end of it. Yeah. It, always a bad time, but mm-hmm. end of the day, like don't, don't just be argumentative. Like it's, it's fine if you know some things and like if, if it can legitimately help out and you're going to make the game process smoother by Explaining things more clearly or things of that nature, fine, go right ahead. But don't be argumentative just because the game isn't being played exactly the way you want it to be played. That's just going to make you look like the asshole. Um, And it just makes the the whole table uncomfortable, honestly. Another thing I've been seeing a lot of, and there's a lot of games uh, that that explicitly like put these in the rule books and stuff like this now, but Mm -hmm. like... Um, you're not going to see it in like D and D. Like they're they're kind of moving towards it in Pathfinder with Second Edition, but it's still not quite there. But there's definitely a point where all of you as players and uh, along with the GM, this this should be an everybody thing. But like if mm-hmm. something is going to make you uncomfortable, if it's some if there are things that you absolutely do not want to see in play because they're topics or themes that are especially like detrimental to your Mental, like everyone's got traumas everyone's got stuff mm-hmm. they want to deal with and and sometimes you just don't want that to be brought up in a game you want it to be a safe space talk about those things absolutely talk about those things beforehand that's that's important for everybody mm-hmm. um, thankfully so- i personally haven't been as a woman that you know hangs out with nerds there are a number of people that i've met that i would expect weird behavior from but i haven't personally experienced a game where we've talked about particularly um like really upsetting topics but i have heard some horror stories from people that have and it's honestly very strange and it it makes sense as to why there's so few like classically there's so few women in those spaces because some of the men go out of their way to bring like sex into it when it didn't really need to be there in the first place. Yeah. Don't be creepy and weird. Yeah. Uh, and a thing I've been seeing a lot lately is there being like um, an X card kind of thing where either you have a card in the center of the table with an X on it, or like mm-hmm. you make a gesture of an X, but like if something comes up and it's like this, this absolutely is not okay. You can either tap that card or make a gesture or something like that. And it's like, all right, at that point we all stop. We all take mm-hmm. a five minute break. If the person who was made uncomfortable by the situation wants to talk about it, they can. If not, you just mm-hmm. let them cool off. You don't like force the issue. Uh, and then when you come back to it, you just go in a different direction. You just do not bring that up again. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's, that's good. Just, yeah, that, that's a good way to handle things because like 
maybe not everyone at the table is going to be made uncomfortable by something, but the moment one person is, that discomfort mm-hmm. is going to spread to everybody. Yeah. And but so it's... The whole it's, atmosphere at the table will change, and not that I'm blaming that person, but, like, it, it's the fault of the person that brought it up in the first place, really. But, like, it's a, like you said, it's supposed to be a safe space. You're supposed to be playing it with people that you trust to do, like, imagination stuff with and have friends. It would be really disappointing to be in a group where people just keep pushing boundaries, not because they, anyone likes it, but because they just feel like pushing people's buttons. Yeah, like, so, this will go for both players and GM, but, like, it's always good to, like, set set those lines and do not cross them. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, if you have something like that, like, of course, if it's not a line that's previously been set, but somebody's like, Oh, we're going to play the X card here. We need to stop. Mm-hmm. Also don't get upset at them for the, like, you're not going to be able to think of every single thing, like right off the top of your oh, head. No, like sometimes something true. is just going to come up and it's going to make you uncomfortable. And it, that's I mean, fine. Some things are way more obvious than others, but you're completely right. You can't, you can't predict every single thing. And so the most important point is trying to take a breath when you finally reach one. Mm -hmm. And so like it's um, oftentimes what I will do as a GM is like, I I don't have groups a lot of the time. In fact, I don't think I've ever Mm -hmm. really had a group that's had like a super like traumatic incident Mm -hmm. come up and like, it's really like bringing up things like me and my friends are a bunch of fucking weirdos. We're goobers through and through (laughs) and we, we can make a joke out of anything. But what I will usually try and do, like before I start any game, I'll be like, are there any topics we absolutely should not touch on? And it's usually like a lot of, you know, very common things where it's like, you know, child abuse, rape, that kind of stuff. Like, we're just not going to talk about those things. It's too much. Um, do you do you do that both uh, as a group and individually? Um, usually, yes. Like I, what mm-hmm. I will do is I'll usually say like, OK, what are some topics we're not comfortable talking with? And if somebody doesn't want to like bring it up publicly. I will say, like, you know, DM me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're not trying to humiliate anyone here. It's oh, we're just trying to we're we're setting those boundaries. Um, and yeah, like I I've been fortunate enough that like it hasn't been a whole lot of you know oh we can't do this this and this and usually I'm I'm not gonna go like super extreme on things anyways. Like, it's just not the kind of mm-hmm. dude I am. Like even if I am gonna go the horror route, I'm a cosmic horror nerd. So like the the big upsetting thing in my campaign right now is. Like one of my players is going insane and he doesn't know why or why it started happening. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. suddenly, oops, uh oh, part of these horrible dream nightmares he's been having are bleeding into real life. What's going on? Ooh. And that's really about as far as like yet. Um but mm-hmm. definitely like having an open door policy as well as a GM can be like, hey, you know, if you do have something um that you want to talk about or you know, maybe we need to discuss something in private, you know, have that open door so that if you as a player do have one of those experiences, you should feel you are able to talk with your GM or other players that you trust mm-hmm. about like, this issue. Both during and like say after or before the game, because I realize like some people might be uncomfortable with bringing it up right then. Um, yeah. Or say like if you're playing with another person and they've made a weird comment or something and you have to just push it aside just to allow the game to continue. I get both of those ideas, um, but making sure you bring it up later as a player, as a DM, um, to make sure that everyone is on the same page is a wonderful idea. What's the podcast motto? Communication is key.
that's great for relationships too. All kinds yes. of relationships. Uh, well, that's that's kind of what it is. Is like whenever you're playing mm-hmm. with this large group, like you're even if you don't start out as best of buds, if you're enjoying the game and you're enjoying the people you're playing with, there's going to be relationships there. They're, you, they're your mm-hmm. friends, and you have a relationship mm-hmm. with them, uh, yep. and so it it helps. It helps One, talk it out a little bit. Yeah, at least. Yeah, don't don't go too far. Like, I mean, if someone's have, uncomfortable like, bringing something up, you don't have to like trauma dump. But like, I don't know, clarifying questions are always welcome. Another thing, I feel like I shouldn't ever have to bring this one up because it feels like it's common mm-hmm. sense to me. But then, like, there, there's just always that one guy who comes in and does this shit. If you are going to someone else's house to play the game, respect that it is their house and don't oh, treat God. it like a dumpster. What the hell? I've heard so many horror stories about players who will come in and they'll like drink tons of soda and they'll leave the cans all over the place to like get food. Like they'll take things without permission. Like that is their house. I know. Please respect that person. I feel like that was more of an issue with people that I played with when I was younger. I don't know if there's a growing out of it. Um, I also want to mention that sometimes it was girls, but mostly it was men. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dudes, dudes can be slobs. Um, I'm not yeah. gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. go against that. We're terrible. Women, women can be slobs too, but like society makes us very uncomfortable to be slobbish. <laughs> so yeah, that, that is true. But like, oh gosh, just like you, be respectful. Say, for example, you clog the toilet. Just, just own up to it <laughs> and unclog it. <laughs> Or at least have the decency to run screaming from the bathroom with your pants around your ankles. So at least everyone knows that you're ashamed of what you did. Oh, God. Just like take five, take just like 10 minutes and go, uh, my bad. Uh, I didn't realize I needed to eat more fiber. <laughs> like it, it, it definitely matters. Like we understand like it can be your friends and sometimes you're very comfortable in each other's spaces. But like it doesn't like don't be a dick. Uh, the same thing I would go for if you are uh, at someone's house and they have roommates. Don't just eat all the food in the fridge. <laughs> oh, I had I had oh a goodness. really bad story. Not attached to D&D, but when I first did college and I was living in a dorm, uh, one of my roommates made cupcakes and I had a friend over and I was like 18. So I was super uncomfortable saying anything to anyone, but she just ate basically like 10 cupcakes. <laughs> Good Lord. Right? Oh, oh my god that just right? sounds awful from a gastric perspective like i'm gonna die it, if i eat 10 cupcakes it you was, will catch it me in the lot. hospital my roommate was really unhappy with me and i completely understand i did not know what to do and i was so weirded out because that's not when i go to someone's house i don't just eat everything just because it's out <laughs> yeah, uh, respect respect people's living spaces yes they live there. Uh, yeah. This is not just like a, a rant of, uh, these are things that weird people have done in my presence and I don't understand their behavior and it's made other people uncomfortable. These are like things that I've learned as I've gotten older. So if there's like yeah. younger listeners, just take five seconds and think about things outside of what you want. <laughs> yeah. Think about literally anyone else, please. <laughs> um, I mean that Gosh, in the nicest it, way possible. And I, I feel like that's going to be like double if you if you're going to be playing in like a public space, like a library mm-hmm. or like a diner, mm-hmm. or especially if you go to game shops. Mm-hmm. Like people there, yes, they're being take a shower. Yeah. Also, yeah, be hygienic. God, that's 
that's a matter of just being mm-hmm. respectful to not just everyone around you, but also yourself. Come on, man. So if you're, especially if you're going to be in any kind of public space, like, yes, people are going to be there like that are paid to clean up after you, but that doesn't mean they should have to, like, that doesn't mean you should abuse that. Oh, oh man. Don't you be can a always dick. tell a quality of person by how they treat weed stuff. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Um, Man, I had another one, and I, it just completely left. It's just out, <laughs> gone. Zoom out, boom. My brain, it has left. Um, I understand. Don't, don't be argumentative. Like, if you have a problem with another player, solve that outside of the game. Mm-hmm. That is not something you bring into a space where everyone else is going to have to interact with it and deal with it. That's embarrassing. Especially considering you're supposed to be role-playing. Your characters aren't mad at each other. Yeah, you are not your character. In a very technical sense, your characters aren't angry at each other. Uh, Very weird to bring it back to the table. Um, Maybe talk about it. I also want to bring up that me doing homework while we were playing is also very bad manners. But um, uh, that's 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 what I was going to bring up. So like, yeah. life life can be busy. Mm-hmm. I understand. Like sometimes that's that's your your time to do things. Mm-hmm. And like free time is at a premium, especially these days. But like, be attentive, oh, it, especially All if right. your game master has taken a lot of time to like prepare a lot of material. And mm-hmm. make sure that it's tailored because a good GM will figure out what each player wants to get out of the game and then we'll try and provide that for each mm-hmm. player. If you're just not going to be there, if it's only going to be like, oh, well, now it's my turn. Uh, I swing and attack this thing. All right, my turn's over. And then you go back to playing your Switch or whatever. You're just an yeah. asshole. It's true. I mean, I'd usually do like physics homework, so it's like chunks. But that's just me uh, making excuses. Uh, my other excuse is that... Um, some games I've played in, it's gone for a dedicated amount of time, like two or three hours. Uh, this one would go for like a whole day. And uh, when you're in university, you kind of don't have a whole Saturday yeah. to just not do homework. So, yeah. yeah. You got to respect other people's time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, I would say don't don't do extra stuff unless you're one of those people that needs to play like Minesweeper or something while you're doing something else. Yeah, I, I can definitely understand. Like, some, like I have ADHD. I was I was diagnosed mm-hmm. ADHD when I was like eight, and I really think that was like yes. too early to be diagnosed that. But same. Like it's it's not that I have ADHD. It's that I'm a literal child. <laughs> it's like an actual child person. I have I have um, two hamsters running at all times. But um. Also, something that this irks me, mm-hmm. this makes me so mad as, as a GM, and I, I can almost be assured that as a player, this would infuriate me as well. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're joining a game, make a character that plays to the group dynamic. Oh, if, if it's a very narrative-focused game, and combat is something that happens kind of infrequently, maybe, um, and... The group is, you know, they've made their characters to be very role play heavy and not necessarily combat focused. Mm-hmm. Don't go out and find the best meta. I'm going to do 70 plus damage at level three build for that. God, that is so infuriating because that completely ruins combat for everyone else. And mm-hmm. that character 
can almost never engage in the role play because they've put all their shit into combat. Mm-hmm. So like you've got this character who's you're sitting at the table with everyone else, but you're playing an entirely different game. Yeah. And that's that's so infuriating because either the GM has to try and tailor combat to you in some way while not killing the rest of the party, or you're just going to steamroll over all of the combat they've made. You really need to figure out where the group is going to lie on things and try and make a character that fits in with that. Like, I'm not saying don't make a powerful character, but don't make it so powerful that it's going to ruin the game for everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, does, don't we usually call those broken characters, or does that only have to do with making characters that fit through too many loopholes? I usually call them, like, min-max. Mm-hmm. Like, power gamers is what they're usually called. And it's like, they're only there for the numbers. And if you're in a group that does that, fine, go right ahead. Um, it's, you're going to fit in, and that's the kind of game you want to play. You find a group that's going to play that game as well, and fine, that's that's great. But like, if you're making a character, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like power gamers versus everyone else. Like, If you're coming into a game that's going to be very... Um, like, You're going to be doing a lot of dungeon crawls. Maybe you're climbing the Emerald Spire in Pathfinder 1 or something, and you decide to make... Like, I'm a bard who's here to roleplay and be the party face, and I'm going to seduce everything I come across. Like, you're not going to fit that group. You're just kind of, you're just going to kind of be dead weight to that kind of group. Yep. So you really got to find the group dynamic. And it may be that that group just, like, it doesn't fit your play style. You're either going to have to step out of your comfort zone and learn how to play a different kind of character if it's a group that you really, really want to dedicate time to or find a different group to play with. I have an example that's kind of attached to this. Um, I played with this guy who was one of those people that's kind of obnoxious about rules when you play. He's one of the arguers. But um, we were going to play this particular thing. We were trapped in like a snow cave that we were trying to hide away from a blizzard. Um, And one of my friends had made like an evil dark elf. And um, his character was a chaotic good gnome alchemist. (laughs) And the RGM described it as broken because, well, because Nate had made it. And so he min-maxed it to, to shit. And, uh, God, I, he just, so he didn't like that my friend's other character was evil. Uh, and so he decided that he wanted to bomb her while we were inside this tiny snow cave and killed oh, everyone God. in the party because of this. It's, I've been down that was, road too. Yeah. It's I, we, it was infuriating. It didn't make any sense. Like that's when I think of chaotic good, I think of doing things chaotically for good, but like you, you can't just say that you would not do something. You would kamikaze yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't <laughs> without like extreme cause and is getting into a room with someone who happens to be evil and just is, sitting there extreme cause no it was weird it was annoying and i never wanted to play with him ever again yeah i i had a similar experience with uh one of my group where i was playing Eteowen, the mad mage who Mm -hmm. he was definitely doing some shady shit in the background Mm -hmm. but he he was doing absolutely nothing to overtly harm the group the most he had done that was kind of dickish is he kept a lot of secrets if he got his hands on some magical artifact or something, particularly if he did it through like shady means, 
he he would keep it to himself. He wouldn't be like, here is this evil thing. We must destroy it. Like, Atanel was primarily somebody who wanted to study things and figure out he could how he could turn them to his benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, so and at one point we found like, like some... It's not necessarily evil anyway. I mean, yeah, he was, he was a lawful evil character. He never mm-hmm. did anything to overtly harm the group because he was, I was trying to specifically avoid the exact situation that came up. But mm-hmm. we ended up finding like an Eldritch artifact. It was causing some madness in some of the group. And so I picked it up um, and I just had it. And he, he was not playing a paladin, but he was basically playing a paladin. And he came up and said, what? you're going you're gonna to surrender that to me. And I said, no, I'm keeping this. I'm going to study this. This is mine now. And he said, you're going to surrender it to me or I am going to take you down right here. And I, I basically like gave him the finger. I was like, no, that's stupid. And so he attacked me uh, and drove Atewin out of the group. And Atewin, like, he managed to escape. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was solely for the purpose, like, he had, he even said after the fact that, like, he specifically waited till I was out of spell slot so I wouldn't really be able to fight back. Mm-hmm. Um, but because we had a dwarven cleric named Erdrick, who was, like, the only character who was ever anything like nice to Atewin, mm-hmm. um, he was nearby, and I said... He was like, I don't want to get in the middle of this, but attacking a tailwind is the wrong course of action. Mm-hmm. So as I was being attacked, he was there healing me. He didn't directly oppose our cavalier, which is what he was, but he would keep me healed up. Uh, and uh, I think at the end of the day, what I managed to do was like I, I managed to frighten him to a point where um, he was forced to flee as far away as quickly as possible. And because mm-hmm. his mount was a griffin, uh, he hopped on the griffin and flew away, so I was able to run. Um, but like he drove this character that I spent a lot of time making and had a lot of investment in just out of the party because he just didn't like it because he was a lawful evil instead of fitting the rest of the party diamond. That drove me insane. That's something that like I've been salty about ever since. That's so annoying. You know what? Uh, most of the player, most of the characters I've made that I really enjoyed playing were all um, paladins of Iobide, and like. But, I mean, lawful good means that you would go out of your way to do something if you see evil being done. But if you're just taking an artifact, I don't necessarily think that that is evil. I think, like, even if if you just say you're going to study it, probably the next question would be, like, what's the end goal? That could tell you if it's for evil means. But if you're just studying it, that's not not necessarily evil. and. And I, I don't understand um, sometimes the paladin archetype of just immediately attacking things without asking questions first, even if like my intelligence score was pretty low. But me as a, as a player, I, I want to know what is actually happening versus what it appears to be. Yep. We call it lawful stupid for a reason. Yes. yes. Anyways, uh, yeah. that's, that's going to be our time for this week. So do you have any closing remarks, Ms. Molly? Uh, not particularly. This was a very good discussion. Yeah. And I think the takeaway is don't be a dick. Oh, God. Don't be a dick. And also, please shower, for the love of God. Yeah, I see less of, you know, the, the unwashed neck beard these days, but they still, they, they're still out there. They still happen. So, Are, are you sure it's not just because you've, you've gotten a little older? Listen, don't talk to me about my age. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Socials, facebook.com slash d20dudes. If you still use Facebook for some reason, twitter.com slash d20dudes or at d20dudes on Twitter. Twitter still hasn't imploded somehow, so we're still riding this one out. 
And there is a Discord link down in the description if you want to suggest new episode ideas, if you want to just come chat with us, if you want to come berate us verbally, um, you can find us in any of those three places, and we'd be happy to have a chat with you. We love you, our fans, so please come say hi. Yes, yes. And I'd love to hear what you have to say about the things that any of us have said, because I have no idea. I just say things. They just vomit out of my mouth. So now I am going to roll that beautiful, magical, lovely d20 and see what next week's topic is going to be. <laughs> it is a 16 sci-fi or fantasy. Ooh, what are the Ooh. merits and what are the pros and cons of each and which one should you play? Ooh. So that'll be what we talk about next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.